Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, folks. Do you like this podcast? Well, you know the best way to support it is to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found it. Or if you want to support us in a way that will actually get us money, just go to um, audible.com, audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks, where you get access to 180,000 audiobooks, and we will stock Jairus' fridge. That's audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman, warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is not wrong There's power in your phantom Keep strong, nerd on You know, I'm not even sure it's that summary it's compared to the green and the red one. Oh okay. yeah, well, that's all. I was gonna say that's, that's the Christmas one. Then. Christmas. The Christmas oh, one. Oh no, is and green... a very fall one that has uh, yes. dying leaves on it. Yeah, there's a fall <laughs> one. There's a winter one, which is I believe uh, the green the, one, and the Christmas one is the red from one. My family's house, and my family believes no. very much in elemental um, color shifts in the seasons. I wonder if we've ever started a podcast at your house that hasn't started talking about your house or your cats. Are we recording now? Of course. Uh, I, mean, I sat down, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, technically, one of our tablecloths used to be a sheet, but I hate it, and it's I'm not using that on my bed ever, and it's the size of the table, and it looks like a tablecloth. And technically, a tablecloth is cloth that can go on a table, so and so a sheet is cloth yeah. that can go on a table. Right. Ma- so there, I, there are many things that can become so tablecloths, you know, sheets, yeah. blankets, human skin, really anything you can drape on a table. Right. Actually, wait horrible. a minute, isn't that in you a never car- drop sheets on a table? No. <laughs> no, wait, isn't there a movie where there's like a, where there's a scene where you see like skin stitched together as part of a tablecloth? Or? Oh, that reminds me of A House of a Thousand Corses, Corpses. I a thousand, a, the House of a Thousand Corpses Courses is a very different thing. House of a Thousand Courses, they serve you forever. House House of a Thousand Courses. (laughs) House of a Thousand Courses is just one guy on uh, on his computer at DeVry University for two hours. Or not as well or nice as House of a Thousand Copses, which is actually just a structured botanical garden for trees. You know, actually, House of a Thousand Corsets would be a great name for a corsetry shop. It really it would. would be. It really it would. Especially uh, if uh, it does, like, horror. Yeah, you know, like, like you very, have a horror um, section in the back. What am I thinking of here? Goth. Yes. yes. Yeah, horror yeah, goth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah would. that would be good. Um, I so, still have my corset. Now I'm trying, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to think of more words that sound like corset, It's okay. What happened there was, Mailing, was Melissa said that she had a corset, and Jairus' brain went, imagine Melissa in corset. Please shut down. Right no, shut down. No, I was thinking about words. I can do two things at once. No, you can't. Yes, I can. It was, yeah. There's been 190-something episodes of this podcast. They all know that by now. There's no reason to hide it anymore. I, I can look at my phone while pretending to listen to you. <laughs> No, you can't. Yeah, I actually, no, you can't because we both know that trick. I've been banned from using my phone at multiple gaming tables. Yes. You've also yes, been you banned have. from using your phone occasionally in the car. Or when we're having dinner. Or right That's a hard after. one. That's a hard one yeah. that we struggle with as well. 
Well, it's just, it's not that the phone is more interesting than you. It's just... It's just that the phone is more interesting than me. Yeah. No, it's just that I feel phone? like a fucking taxi driver if I'm driving along and you're sitting there Word. on Facebook for an entire hour. The Word. phone <laughs> brings a loss of the sense of self that allows me to let the data I... of the internet flow through me, destructing my being. Meanwhile, I am driving somewhere. Destructing. Civil <laughs> War. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me like go by well on that segue. Oh, that was nice. Well done. We well just done. saw Civil War, and this is going to be. I, I just think, saw it for the uh, second time. Heavy, uh, um, well, spoilers. With right? lots oh, of yeah. kids in the Many audience spoilers. this time. Yeah, well, yeah I but felt Marvel movies are totally oh family friendly. Every single time, said, "Oh fuck." <laughs> so there, there was this moments. really little girl sitting in her mom's lap. She was making the most adorable like commentary throughout the movie. <laughs> But she was still being very respectful, but still, like, every now and then. Um, the best one was, she's like, Mom, is that Black Widow? Mom, is that Black Widow? Oh, is that Black Widow? <laughs> and, like, I think the mom finally was like, yes, it's her. It's always her. <laughs> um, but then at one point during one of the big fights, she was like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which part was that? Do you remember? I think it was when everyone was fighting. Oh, sorry, we got a comment. So we're doing a Facebook live stream while we're doing this, so I'm wondering. We got a we got a uh, comment as well. So Stephanie says, "I miss your faces." Oh, we miss you too, Stephanie. Why are you awake? What time? She's in the... Blighty. She's in Blighty. Isn't she in the UK? Right, yeah. Blighty. It's a nickname for the UK. Is it? Is that a nickname for the it's, UK? Yeah, I have never heard you say that before. Technically, she's eight hours ahead, so it's like 7 a.m. where she you is. You were up early. Why are you up so early, Stephanie? Well. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, Civil well, War. Wait, wait, hang on. Pause. You've never heard Blighty as a nickname? I've no, heard Blighter as a, like, you, you know, like an insult for a person, but I've never heard anyone call no, all of the UK, the UK Blighty. No, the is old Blighty. Never heard that before. What? I'm Where starting to believe from? that your your fiance is not actually British and it's been putting out a very good accent for us no, for the past several years. <laughs> I can't trust the internet. Wait, hold on. I just want to say... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Melissa hands Jairus the phone, everyone. <laughs> Civil War One. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to Oh, Millie, what does Stephanie say? Look it up. Oh, Blighty. Uh, she said it's 7 a.m. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, good math. Good math. Oh, I'm a Matt. So, so Civil War. Um, I well, first thing I want to say about oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's in Wikipedia. Actually, cat. has it. <laughs> you are as rude as a cat. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, but anyway, I was. See. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Civil War. Um, the comic book, as we've discussed many times previously on this podcast, uh, was a pile of shit. Um, was mischaracterized oh. Captain America, yeah. except when James Gunsky was writing him. I the arc, just never when the chief editor had his hands in anything. Yeah, um, and um, a Tony Stark went from hero to supervillain so fast my head literally spun. That, yes. Um, We're in some ways so much that they had to make it, he was an evil Tony Stark, which seemed very He literally, cheap. he literally, to fix that, to, the way they made that Tony Stark make up for all the horrible things he did during Civil War, is he deleted his memories and restored from a backup. Literally. <laughs> he and he was surprised at everything A Tony Stark from done. before Civil War and as the a backup. Thing, he wasn't brain. acting odd for Tony Stark, his writers just took him to a different Tony Stark extreme. Yeah. Which has been really well explored in these movies. And I gotta say, uh, despite what Mike says, I really like Civil War. I just don't like it for any of the reasons that Kosada intended. Well, you just like the Spider-Man arc during Civil War. The important part. Yeah, okay, so, right. uh (laughs) Uh, But anyway, the movie, what I really liked about the movie is the, the comics were very, like, this is black and white. You must choose a side. You are Team Cap and you stand for freedom and liberty, or you are Team Iron Man and you stand for imprisoning Bush. people without cause. Bush. Yeah, basically. I've, it was, and the metaphor was. Very and I'm sure stark. Iron Man is a really big fan of Bush. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the argument, not the argument. The metaphor was very stark, not to make a pun, but and Kasana thought that house. he was he was very conservative. I took from his writing. And really thought that he was writing things the right way, like trying to show metaphorically how great Guantanamo is. Guantanamo? I took a long breath. <laughs> um, well, what, what I liked about the movie that I've been trying to say for the past yeah. 15 minutes is that um, it wasn't black and white. It wasn't that's good. true. Iron, Cap is good. Iron Man's evil. I actually spent a lot of the movie identifying with Iron Man and, and not entirely unsure that I would make different choices in his situation. I could um, see that I'm still Cap, though. Well, and that's because you're a fanboy. No, no, it's not because no. the the fundamental. Re- 
Like that's not a team. <laughs> so oh, before, yes, it is. before Civil War, well, no, no. Before Civil War, we did a live video where I talked to everybody in the audience, and I was like, "Are you Team Cap? Are you Team Iron Man?" People could be like, "No, I'm Team Black Panther. I'm Team Ant Man." That's not a team. Yes, they're it is. on a team. Yes, you can't it. pick. No. Sue Con L. Sorry, Black Widow, <laughs> the double agent. The triple agent, the quadruple agent, and occasionally the quintuple agent. I'm getting her own movie! Yes! Sometime after 2020. The thing is, though, the reason why I said that. Yeah. Because they've got their She's going to be too old by that point. No, they won't. They'll never be. Oh, Stephanie said a thing. Stephanie said it's Team Cap forever. Yes. Yes. Team Cap. Especially in the comics. In the you know, movie, it's not black and white. It's a the bit thing of gray. is, in the comics, okay. the metaphor existed within the context of this was happening in America. Like, they didn't make it very global. Um, right. A lot of it was American politics, because that was also part of the metaphor. Here it is extremely global, and in that, the metaphor completely breaks down. There's no Bush era to comment on. There isn't um, a larger thing. And throughout the movie, I thought that there wasn't a solid metaphor that they were pinning this on, but I felt like they weren't just doing it to do it, and it finally hit me. I think I know what the metaphor is. Okay. I don't think there was a metaphor, but go ahead with your There is a metaphor. Bullshit. It's not bullshit. <laughs> it's it's not always bullshit. a metaphor. This movie tries to demonstrate two different ways of looking at superheroes as a concept. I don't want to go so far as to say that one is, you know, uh, what is it, Fajirin? What, what's the guy at the head of uh, Marvel? Casada? Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, the Feige? Movie. Yeah, Feige. I don't want to say Fagian versus Snyderian, but there are aspects to it in that one side looks at superheroes as an aspect of power and agency. That's the Iron Man thing. How are we going to use that power responsibly? What are the horrible effects of that power? And the other looks at superheroes and uh, more of, well, let's look at the hope and the idealism. And what I really like about this movie is it did not say either one was right and gave... Yeah. A lot of credence to both, saying mm. there is no heart in Iron Man's side, but the vision is not wrong. Well, but that's not necessarily true. There was a lot of heart to Tony in this movie. He was um, very he, guilty. Yeah, he was like guilty. everything. Everything. And that's I didn't the, mean heart like emotionless. I, okay, but like I, what I I think the reason that I, I sort of take issue with because the problem with Civil War the comic was that they were try, Mark Millar was trying to make a grand political statement, and Mark Millar right. is not a good enough writer to make that statement. Um, and what I'm to think of his other political statements now. Uh, his other political statements are kick ass and wanted. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, However, in wanted, you know what? I was gonna look up his. Like, don't take that. Melissa, can you take that back, please? Joe's <laughs> <laughs> gave me the look. You don't have to you, give it wait, back wait, wait, to me. Jairus has a look that works on Melissa. This is a whole yes. new level of their relationship. I never knew. I thought the look was one sided. Anyway. Um, what <laughs> no, I like about this is that it, rather than making it a grand political statement, they made it the culmination of character and story building for like four movies. Yeah, that's definitely um, which true. is you know I, I don't think it has to be one or the other, but I think it's a really good thing that they it's a, I, yeah, like I keep saying I never saw Batman vs Superman, so I shouldn't compare it. But Seen scenes from did not watch all. Yeah, um, but from what I've heard, Batman v Superman was very much a, like, you know, kind of everything shoved together. They had to explain everything in one movie, and that was one of the problems with it. Whereas Civil War... Is they, a setup. It was... It, well, it was it was a culmination of a lot of setup, and it was... Mm-hmm. But it's also it, but, a setup to something else. Right, like, but like yeah, every Marvel true. movie is. But, I mean, it, it was it, it was building on what had... the building. It was adding to the building blocks that had been placed in... The last Captain America movie, the last yeah. Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie, the first Iron Man, first movie. Iron Man movie, right. uh, and, and so it was leading to a place that made logical sense for characters that have existed for thirteen movies. To the point where I was Does watching it, it the second time, going, yeah. "Would anyone understand this movie if they hadn't seen any of the Marvel movies before?" No, no, I don't, no, I don't think really. it'd be as powerful. Not as but important. Also, it um, is a response to all the people going. Wow, these movies are hyper violent, and luckily that was an abandoned business district. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're actually answering the criticism. They're of, answering criticisms that weren't even leveled at their movie. Yeah, they were. But I think that's like really important that yeah. it's mm-hmm. they were doing what they felt was right, and you know when you're in essentially a war zone, 
shit gets out of hand. Yeah. And it's about dealing with the fallout afterwards. I feel like this was a huge analogy for war. And, like, yeah. oh, are you a good soldier or are you going to question? That's, and, um... And, like, I, I feel like Cap, he is a soldier, but yet he's loyal to his friends. And mm-hmm. he also... Is trying to do the right thing, and Tony actually is trying to do the right Both thing as well. Both of them really are. Well, yeah. and Cap went from, you know, good, loyal soldier. In, in the Winter Soldier, he found out the people he'd been following as a good, loyal soldier were, in fact, Hydra. And that's yeah. what really set up his worldview in this movie, which yeah. is... Which makes a lot of sense in some ways. Winter Soldier... You just kind interrupted of... Mike. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, some... I'm sorry, I did again. I'm <laughs> no, go on. I I'm just... so sorry for interrupting you. Let me finish my thought where I was interrupting you. <laughs> No, but which that's I mean that's why his he had such a problem with the accords was that he could see yeah. very easily somebody from the UN stepping in and saying Being he can't. Drum, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think Stephanie said something down again. Oh. He, I, think... I feel like he was a soldier until he saw Shield fall. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's interesting that. too because in the very first Avengers movie, there's that wonderful exchange where, um, uh, at right after um, uh, Coulson dies quote-unquote dies because he didn't actually die. Um, Maybe dies in her heart. Nope. Um, Don't spoil how he comes back to life for me, though. Okay, I won't. I haven't seen it yet. Um, But they they had that conversation where Cap is trying to comfort Tony and says, you know, you never lost a soldier before, and Tony snaps, we're not soldiers, at him. And so it's very interesting to see the difference in them, Mm -hmm. like, you know, seven or eight movies later. Yeah, that's true. In many ways, I kind of see how Winter Soldier... Um, stood for the late 60s um, uh, captain where he really stands up for progressivism and for like uh, questioning the the Vietnam War and questioning a lot of stuff because there was a major theme of you know standing by your conscience and and not necessarily by your country yeah and not letting your country uh, be overwhelming to its citizens and things like that so in many ways, which the Civil War comic built on, especially when yeah. he was written by characters like JMS, or writers, writers like JMS. Yeah. And I feel like that transferred very well. One of the things I was expecting is that there was this huge question in the comics of how do we wrap this up? What does it mean? And I feel it was majorly mishandled in the comics by having Cap give himself up and I thought it was dealt with really well in this movie well, and this, but the, the they end, didn't end, resolve it end of this movie you know it's basically we've still got two teams of Avengers yeah. around. we've got a secret Avengers team we've got a, a, a sanctioned Avengers team and you know what that is? that's Marvel the way they've always no. done stuff that's it's, amazing it's actually really interesting I was thinking about it as I was watching the movie the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been set up we've got basically every character well, not every character, because fucking it hasn't happened for Black Widow yet, but right. almost every character gets a one-shot comic issue of, like, their origin story, and maybe, like, a second comic issue of, like, a, like, Side big story. fight they have against, like, one of their yeah. villains. Except and then the everything else is the giant crossovers that happen once a summer in comic books and derail all the ongoing comic book storylines, but are the only storylines in the movies and therefore make way more sense. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, a lot of people complain, I think, because they don't quite understand, but they're building a very new and different cinematic yeah. experience that is in many ways inspired by Star Wars. This idea that let's just make movies that do not need to make sense individually. Let us make movies that are interconnected yeah. so that you can start at the beginning and have this entire, in many ways, an epic story. Yeah. It's it's almost like the largest budget TV show ever made. Yes, <laughs> yes it really is. Yeah. And this was a very defining chapter of it because they did so much right. And in many ways, one of the reasons why... Um, did I say my theory? I don't know. Probably did. One of the things I felt that they used as a metaphor here was that difference in between how you look at what a superhero is. And I like that they didn't say which one was right. But I also like that they showed the positives and negatives of either side. Um, because Peter had no idea why he was fighting. Yeah. yeah. And they showed that really well. Well, especially when it's like, Mr. Stark said this. Yeah, Mr. Stark exactly. said this. I was like, 
Oh my god, you were brainwashed. Basically, he came in, flashed a smile, and was like, He hey. threw a bunch yes, of money at you. Which and... is exactly what happened in the comics. Yeah. You know, and, and like, mm. I think that was actually really important to have in the movie because yeah. it is one of those things where when you do get those young soldiers coming in, you know, they're like, well, I'm told to do this. I'm told to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. 18. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, I, I need to impress you know, my commander, and like, him doing that, I was just like, holy Have you, have um, any of you guys heard the uh, most recent Spider-Man, Iron Man comic book that just came out? No. Mm -hmm. So, Peter Parker, because they wanted to in the new reboot of the Marvel Universe make Miles Morales the street-level Spider-Man, Peter Parker now runs a very successful tech company. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, And so, um, he runs into Tony Stark, who is rebuilding Stark Industries, and they have, you know, the supervillain face-off hero team-up kind of thing. But also, um, they meet at a party beforehand, and Tony has apparently hired Mary Jane to come and work for oh, him. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so they have this this intro where, like, uh, Peter's like, Mary Jane, you work for Tony now? And Tony's like, you two know each other? And Peter's like, we all lived in Avengers Tower together for, like, a year. Yeah. What, what do you mean? And Tony's like, that doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> and then, so that, at the very end of the episode, the comic... In order to try and get one over on Tony, um, Peter calls Pepper Potts and is like, she "Have you want to? Have you want to? Would you? Hey, I got a job offer for you." And she just goes, "No, click." Yeah, it makes so much sense. <laughs> Peter is not that kind of person. He is not. He is very good at manipulating a battle scene. Yeah, he is not good at manipulating people. No, not Can at I all. just give a shout out to the stunt crew? Oh my oh god, god. Those stunts, those like the bike bites. stunt. Oh my god, that the bike stunt was bike incredible. Stunt. Like, when he just like, took that guy off, that's when I kind of I the think one that, that impressed was, me the most yeah. was the. Uh, sorry, I just interrupted you. Go ahead. I really felt like they did a good job using stunts to show what made each of these characters special within yeah. spheres of ability that were different and differently measured. Whoever went Stunt through and choreographed amazing. that big fight between the two teams deserves mm-hmm. seven fucking Oscars. Well, plus because it was such an, a dynamic and interesting and constantly yeah. changing fight. And yeah. the st- I also think whoever filmed the stunts with all the cars and the running, like oh, yeah. that is a scary fucking thing to film. Yeah. And I'm like... I think part of that was probably green screen, but still. Like it's okay, also, but here, here's my thing. Yeah, they were able to run faster than speeding German vehicles. Well, and then later on, they can't run away from some from like another person. Yeah, but it's another superhero. Yeah. Mm, Where was it the was, superhero? But they there were was like, from? I I don't know. I can't remember. Because they weren't there was a they part were... where I was like. If they weren't he able to run, run away from Black Widow, than then that makes sense. But if they weren't able to run away from Iron Man with his jet boots, then that uh, that no, it I was. Thought... I think it was Black Widow. It was someone on yeah. foot that I was like, Black really? Widow did not run really. You're so running. You're running faster than the, a car. I thought the cars were slowing down in the tunnel, and they were the only ones yeah. going at normal speed, like sixty miles per hour. I mean, they were definitely running yeah. faster than the cars, but I think the cars were also going slower from the tunnel. Um, yeah, that was how I took it anyway. Well, it was a so it was, it was an interesting. As Spider Man says, none of this obeys the laws of physics. <laughs> um, the the stuff that impressed yeah. me the most, um, and I I'm sure this was CG possibly, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. was when Cap went out the second story window and bounced off three things on the way down. Like if that was an actual stuntman doing that, holy fuck! How did you not die, dude? Parkour for the win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was some good parkour here. But there was some like, amazing this movie parkour. was not about Black Widow, but her opening fight. Oh my in god! That, awesome. Oh my god! I like it blew my mind because I was like, does she just keep getting better and better? Well, when she fought Crossbones, and the, the yeah. movie was like, oh, she's hideously outclassed, but she's still gonna kick his ass and dive off this grenade onto somebody else. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> oh my god! And Frank. Okay, so can we move from like? Okay, no, not to move from the fight scenes. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that had a bunch of super-powered people all fighting each other that was pulled off anywhere as well no. as that. That was a dynamic multi-camera... And you cared about all of them. Yes, yeah. and you can tell what was going on. And you would care about all of them even if you'd only seen this movie. They, like, yeah. they, they took pains to establish every single person in that fight scene as at the very least likable if not lovable yeah here you go Captain America (laughs) well and and their history like 
Black Widow yeah. and Hawkeye being like, are we still friends? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you know, Vision and Scarlet Witch get in their uh, flirt on. Yeah. And, like... Vision was frightening in this movie. Yeah. And really well done in that way. Well, it was interesting because love is one of those things that it's always the logic br- breaker. I yeah. became where, distracted. Yeah, yes. where it, it's like... The all-knowing being doesn't know how to handle mm-hmm. this uh, one emotion. Yeah, and like, I am Migdala's artificial, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I think it's super sweet, but it's also, like, it's going to be really interesting to see how that progresses, because... They're very different. They're very different, and also, they're both exceptionally damaged in yeah. a different way. And... Yeah. Don't piss them off! Oh my oh, god! No. They're both so powerful. I, yeah. The other thing, I felt like the uh, beginning of Civil War in the comics was very contrived. Yeah. Um, the beginning of Civil War here, having her accidentally, like, that's, of course, it's so yeah. natural. She needs to get the bomb away. Where, oh no, there's a building there. She's not a soldier. Like, she's just... Well, and she was just holding on as long as she could. She yeah, didn't exactly. manage to get it high up enough in the it sky. It was amazingly done. Every So yeah. much of this movie made sense. And her emo- the actress did a really good job yeah. of her reaction to when she sees the, what she's done and she's yeah. almost Elizabeth crying. Olsen is her name. Yeah. Oh, my God. She did do Thank incredible. you. I'm terrible with names. I know. I wasn't yeah. expecting you to know it. I was just letting you know. I'm just glad, because <laughs> yeah. that way the audience knows. Yes. Um, yes. There were the except for accent so would drop every now and then. Accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was she supposed to have an accent? Yeah. Yeah. She had it sometimes. sometimes. Oh, did she? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. It was not great. <laughs> Where's she supposed to be from? Uh, Eastern, Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. Southern Europe. East, in a uh, Eastern. Eastern to the Balkan state. I'm pretty sure it's like supposed like to be Macedonia. Soviet? Well, it's one of those oh. weird things where it's like you know, in the comics, her character was from. You know, behind the Iron Curtain, and they probably picked some random East East European, still communist country for her to be from. In but geography now, was a lot easier when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was already lines and things. Yeah, everything from this way over is we don't talk about it. <laughs> They're trying to set you, bombs. We at cannot us. know. Um, uh, what does somebody say? So Stephanie says, "Gonna go get breakfast. See you guys next week." Yay! Yay. See you next week. Us. Bye. Have a good oh free comic book day. It's so soon. I don't know if they have that in the UK. They have that No, everywhere. they do. They yeah. do? Yeah. In Australia, oh. too. Oh. Yeah. Well, if um, Australians get it, shit. It's <laughs> well, as I said, I don't know. Do, can it, do Canadians get it? Yes. Worldwide it's, event. It is a worldwide event. Worldwide event. Or oh. I think because of a trade agreement, Japan does not get it. <laughs> <laughs> every day no. is free. Japan, Japan yeah. gets free tentacle porn day. Oh. Free tentacle porn day is every day in Japan. I'm sorry, I was about to make a like visual joke only we'll get. I don't There's realize we're being filmed. <laughs> yep, nope, not a good uh, idea. Uh, no. <laughs> um, okay. Fucking T'Challa, man. Oh my god, the Black Panther was amazing. I, like, not only, I'm super attracted. <laughs> like, every time he turned around and when he, like, his... He's was he always a prince? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, king, um, I suppose. King, yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's so. If he you ever go back into um, where Black Panther, like Black Panther's earliest issues, it's really funny dichotomy. Like you could tell, um, Stanley was trying to be progressive, and so it's like you know, um, he is a king from a technologically advanced African nation, and he like gifts the Fantastic Four with this flying car, and then mm-hmm. um, beats them all up in a fight, to pr- a friendly fight to prove his strength. And then, like at the end like of the comic, the, then at the end of the comic, after he's shown off his technically logically advanced civilization, he's like, "And now my people will perform the dance of friendship." It's like, "Oh, you were so close, guys, <laughs> so close." Oh. One of the things I really liked in this film is how they just lightly touch on his culture in that neo-Egyptian sort of way, which is of the little I've seen of Black Panther. Um, that is the thread that I felt was. The only cohesive thing I could grab onto. Yeah, so well, I Black like Panther's that. changed so much for so yeah. many different creators. Though not as much as Moon Knight. That's Who's very that? true. Moon Knight also, Moon yeah, Knight as they wanted to make Batman, they couldn't make Batman, and they never got a solid background. Maybe magical. Maybe he's crazy. We don't know. Sometimes you do know. It's a magic dagger. A lot of it's characters in comics that have, um, that have had mm-hmm. not a huge surge of popularity. Um, 
when a new writer takes them over, they'll rewrite their backstory for one reason or another, or change Usually something fundamental because they think they're, they, they, this is going to be the one. This that is going to be the definitive version. Yeah. So, you get, so this you is get basically they like, have a sucky idea that people keep trying at over and over. Well, and Moon, Moon, Moon Knight ended up because of everything they did. Moon Knight ended up being really fascinating because that's true. Um, he had three different secret identities uh, in his first couple of years of comic books. They kept changing who he was under the mask, and so finally one writer came along and was like, "Fuck it." He has multiple personality disorder. That's why. That's, That's interesting. And, really one interesting. The, and the reason why we don't know his origin is because there is a, uh, a divine being, possibly of uh, Egyptian make, that gives him power. Or maybe it's a delusion of his. We don't know. We know he has Dude, power. that is so cool. That is fascinating because yeah, it, I would actually love to see each personality realizing that they're the vigilante moon knight. Yeah, but then oh, trying to keep yeah. it from, from their the roommates. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh my god, that would be amazing. That's oh brilliant. my god, that that would be a cool way to write it. Yeah, but he wasn't. They know they living with someone because someone else's shit is here. Right, right. and someone else actually. If like, you were gonna, if I was gonna, the serial that they hate, you know, like if I was gonna make a Moon Knight TV show, I would have it like I don't know, I don't know which of his three personalities is the most normal, but I have it be starring <clears> the most normal. Personality you could call it who then nighting. discovers that one of his <laughs> one of his roommates is Moon Knight by like accidentally stumbling upon the, like the closet or the you know Moon Cave or whatever yeah. Yeah. Um, and then okay. over the course of season one or the next couple of episodes you start to finally reveal that he doesn't actually have any roommates the other two people he thinks he lived with are also him it would be interesting if he started picking up his roommate's Moon Knight thing because he knows it's important and he's just redoing stuff he's already done yeah but the sad thing though is that actual multi-personality disorder does not work not at all no it's deeply I would rare. never do that because it's deeply insensitive yeah well, well it's, it's also, also so rare, rare. Yes. yeah it, like people think there's a lot more of it than there is I've only rare. known two people ever who had it and one of them was fake so, yeah, a lot of people fake it for some reason, and yeah. it's often misdiagnosed as when it just tends to be uh, the delusional thing. Because uh, if you know you have it, yeah, if you know you have it, you don't have it. So, a uh, brief aside, I don't know why this just popped in my head. Can we talk about how amazing that young Tony Stark effect was at the beginning? That of the was yeah, good. it was. That, they've He's done that twice now because they did yeah. that with my, Michael Douglas and Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one was great. Really good. I saw that and like. Oh, that makeup job. We're in the eighties again. I don't. It was a possible. It was a combination of makeup and CG. But I've yeah. seen um, a Madonna music video where they made her look young, and I've seen the makeup that they used. Yeah, and they can make like. I mean, she had to hold her neck up a little bit, but yeah. they can make her face look like it was in the eighties. Oh my god! Just with makeup alone. Yeah, yeah. You well, you saw Ant Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, they do it to Michael Douglas. Too, yeah, yeah. And they did the job with him. God. I was showing that movie to a class of mine because we were doing testing and we wanted them to relax. And just every time we go, oh, so how are you doing? I'm fine. How's your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that. did that to each other. There was a LARP, that, that awful Harry Dresden LARP we played. Uh, Jairus and I were um, adversaries. I was a, he was a Denarian and I was a Knight of the Cross. No, other way around. I was a Denarian, he was a Knight of the Cross. And as I walked into the room, whatever his character's name was, yeah. I was like, um, hey, Jairus. How's your face? And he was like, great. How's your hand? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so right. good. I remember that. Oh, oh God. I'm sorry. I block meanwhile, out that game a lot. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I was a werewolf, and they had run the game three times, and none of the werewolves had ever shifted. Did I tell you guys? And it was, like, fucking tense as fuck. So I was like, I become a wolf. This yeah. is, this and is that's ridiculous shit. That was weird. Like, Stuff was starting to happen. I was like, I become a wolf. I, I had oh, a I magical totally GM shield that protected yeah. me from all harm. Yeah. Did I tell you guys I it was, was bullshit, in a convention I recently and I walked in on a, a conversation I was of what's the worst um, uh, LARP experience you've ever had? And they pull me in like, Jairus, tell me your worst LARP experience. And I begrudgingly, after they encouraged me, say, well, it was that LARP. And they all laugh and they say, that's what the last two people said. Ah! Oh. Which, which is really unfortunate because they tried really hard, they, and but they, they really handed cared. us the a freaking binder. So awful. It was 14 some odd pages And the favoritism shits. was oh, just And then when we got to the rap, so normally the wrap up for a LARP is, you know. Was this no, at a It was Big Bad. Yeah. We, um, we're not going to name right away. No, we don't, I don't actually know the name of the troupe anymore. Um, but yeah. Um, we uh, we sat down for the the usual end of game. No shit, there I was. Um, and instead of us, the players talking about what happened in this game, 
Who was the, all the GMs talking about what had happened previously? Times we they ran snuck the game. out yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is the point of that? I thought there is no was point. There, perhaps they're ego stroking. No, it wasn't. It wasn't so much ego stroking. It was just this is something they really love to do and they love to, yeah. love to talk yeah, about. But, it and they didn't realize what they were doing. But the, that's I thought true. Rapid that's was true. Meant no, no, then you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, they just no. didn't realize what they were doing. There was a there. It was a dynamic game where there was a lot going on, but there were a lot of problems, and it wasn't very fun. A lot fun. going on my ass. I literally spent half the game curled up underneath the desk, Marconi's desk, while the Unseelie did all their dealings in that room. No, it, it was. I'm just laughing that we annoying. made one offhand comment and suddenly went into like Sorry. a ten minute like that. Just... That alarm sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just when someone asks you what's your least favorite LARP and you say where it was and they're like, this entire conversation is actually about that. Join us. <laughs> that, like, so many people dislike that LARP. We're talking about Civil War. Yes. Now, we already talked about T'Challa and how amazingly attractive he was. Um, I love the Black Panther suit. Yes. yes. He's really good. Yes. Oh it, my gosh, and his, like, so necklace yeah. of claws. Yes. Yeah. Oh, one, yeah. one thing that I, sorry, um, just before we go too deep into Batal's costume, I just, we were talking about um, character development earlier. I was thinking about it as we were talking about he it. He did picked, Well, I, I thought he got, actually actually got a, almost a whole arc in this movie, which I thought was pretty good. I but know what, what you're going to say. But what I really liked was that everybody on either side had reasons that made sense for that yeah. character. Yes. They picked... The perfect characters for each and side. And it was so yeah. nice, you know, full spoilers, to see him come in and to the end of it and prove who he is as a person and yeah. say, this is about vengeance. I'm not going to let it overtake me. The I living... forgive you enough to see you process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell that to the dead. The oh. living still have need of you. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, God. Oh, well, we're not awesome. done with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was my a... God. It was that such was a, a that great That was exactly line. the sort of line that I would expect to hear from the Red Panda. How... Oh, well, yeah, that's I when the screenwriter finished writing that, and they went... Yes, yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> I'm, going go, I'm going to go have a smoke a and lie down. Not in that order. Speaking of a lot of self high fives the Spider-Man really was perfect. He was. He was, And yeah. there were so many... Re- like he is, And that's the thing. Spider-Man should be strong, but Peter Parker is like Clark Kent in that he should be a very different person. And this Peter Parker was so skinny... He looked like he'd break in half. Yeah. Like he Pretty much over. For more on Spider-Man, listen to the show. Awesome. <laughs> so the thing is, is that like he his hair was parted exactly like it was in the 60s. He had that kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm smart, but I don't want anyone to know how smart. I'm just really awkward because I'm smarter than I... I'm just... I'm Please believe I'm smart. Like, it. he was yeah. so endearingly the scenes of him trying to hide yes yes <laughs> like when he drops down yeah, the thing and, and he fl- faces it and then it's just like um uh yeah whoa yeah. what was that <laughs> weird they, they touch weird. on that a lot of the earlier Spider-Man films there are so many Peter Parker moments in other Spider-Man films but I've never and it may be that there weren't a lot of scenes with him but they distilled it to so many great moments and a lot of it has to do I think with um uh, the way that he played the character's wit yeah. and like the awkwardness, mm-hmm. as I said, but also like his fighting style was exactly the way it was in the comics. And a huge problem the previous movies, even the Garfield movies, you know, especially the Garfield movies, had is that there was such an incredible difference between Peter Parker the character. You said and Garfield the... movies, and my brain forgot Andrew Garfield. No, yeah, I was yeah. like, why are we talking about the Bill Murray <laughs> animated cat movie? Because I hate lasagna. No, I love lasagna. Hate Mondays. Um, <laughs> Is that in, in those previous movies, there was such a huge disconnect between the Spider-Man in the fight scenes and the Peter Parker who played yeah. Peter Parker. And both movie sets had that major problem. There were two it was, movie sets of Spider-Man? Yeah, one yeah, with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yes. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, yeah. Those I generally <laughs> I like a lot. I saw the first one anyway. Because they no. had a lot more spirit. These, the second one there is was, very wait, good. Yeah, yes. there was the another lot. One, the first one was bad, and third wait, one. Was wait, wait, hang on. Which one? Which one is Tobey Maguire? The first one or the second one? First, second, third movies are Tobey Maguire. 
Then they then, went Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing right. Spider-Man 2. And the Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 are better oh, I was, movies. I was about to show you pictures of the actors, and then I was like, that won't help her at all. No, no. <laughs> don't do that. Just that won't help her. her in any way. I'm like, wait, they look like the same person. They kind of do. Yeah, there was, a, oh, there was a, a lyric. So um, they had this thing called Spider-Verse, which was Spider-Man from multiple universes um, yeah. converging. And there's one bit where Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Man Noir are chatting, and they're one of the... Uh, or actually no, it was two modern Spider-Man from our world. Oh, because um, yeah, there like, was a mo- there's a comic, right? Yeah, and I mean, they were like, comic, hey, um, cartoon rather. Does one of the Spider-Man look like that guy from Seabiscuit? <laughs> yeah, is that the kid from the Social Network? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh god. Well, so wait, funny. I, I I remember that I used to watch the Spider-Man cartoon after from the school. 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. What? <laughs> okay. She knows <laughs> the best Spider-Man cartoon. Um, is the noir one the one that had the black outfit? Because when I stopped right before no. I well, stopped watching, some black thing had overtaken. That's me. That's, that's the, the just, venom. It's suit. just called the black costume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then it eventually gets loose and becomes venom. Yeah. Uh, so yes. But like, what I really loved yes. is that he's clearly like a child. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, he's a teenager. And, and they're all kind of so like, important. huh, Tony. Hey guys, that was... remember that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that was a really good part, though, and I don't want to take the conversation away from Spider-Man, because believe me, I have a lot more to say about Spider-Man. Sorry, guys. Um, but that was a really good moral point, in that it to keep it connected to the old Civil War, it was nice to show how um, Tony made major moral mistakes here. And one of those was including Spider-Man. And they show that really well without making it be like, Tony's a bad person. No. He's that just was, desperate. Yeah, yeah, and that was a desperate They show mistake. he's desperate. You know, yeah. what I don't understand, though, hmm. when Ant-Man became Giant-Man, which was one of the coolest parts of the entire movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it why was. Why did Spider-Man just summon Leopardo to beat him? I hate you. <laughs> Do what? There's a Japanese no, Spider-Man no. TV show. So Where in the, in the 70s, um, when uh, Marvel was doing really well but was still kind of a small comic book company this Japanese television producer the same person who was working on um, Super Sentai and all that jazz which is Power Rangers in Japan Power Rangers. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, decided or asked we made a deal with Marvel and created a Spider-Man TV show in Japan okay. it's not anything like America uh, it's, well, it would it, be. It's, he has a giant he, his catchphrase is I am the emissary of hell <laughs> Right, and he, he has, has a, a giant, giant robot, robot named Leopardo. In the Spider Universes, got summoned for one panel to beat down something huge. It was amazing. It was awesome. Like this, what's this Japanese guy going to do? He's like, just slam deuce, and then this huge robot in the cockpit. Uh, he's like, it's a cockpit. Like so I am the Japanese. emissary of hell. I'm oh. sorry. It's uh, it this is. So you should funny. after this before is... we go tonight. I should show you how. Actually, I can probably just show you on my phone I mean, how he gets into his costume. Suit. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, but that was actually that was the one. Of the original crotch. big mech, that was how the big mech mech got started in Japan. Yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man kind of started yeah. that set, but in this movie, um, the one of the really amazing things is they touch on a lot of key moments of what makes Spider-Man really well, like the spider sense. He goes, "Uh oh!" while staring at the screen, and there's a car coming behind him, which was one of the right. better ways I've seen that in any of the other. Movies. Here is here is how and, Spider-Man transformed in this Japanese TV show, and the fact that. Um, Oh. Oh. Oh, hold on. Now yeah, play it so loud they can hear it too. Well, also, I should go to another one that's. This is all. Well, well, okay, here we go. This is a better one. Could you move the. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to make it so Melissa can see it too. The engines of. Oh, oh! What? <laughs> Fuck. That was not okay. Okay, tell. What? <laughs> okay, you have to tell the audience what so, to YouTube. What 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 happens when Spider-Man transforms in Japan is he has this giant wrist transformer on, like it's the biggest fucking it's thing. It's a vault boy. And it's, it's a, a pip boy. And it's like yeah. people are like, why do you, do you have a broken wrist? Is yes, I always have a broken wrist. Um, so he clicks something on it, and then the entire Spider-Man suit flies out of his wrist, and then. Drops in front of him in this incredibly obvious, like, we dangled a suit on a string in front of his face effect. And then you see a zipper, somewhere that they never tell you where, <laughs> going from right to left, covering up some sort of flesh body, and then he's Spider-Man! <laughs> it is 
campy as hell. At, at <laughs> least, at least you know what type of closures they're using. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, there are lots of zippers. Yeah. The the costume in this was really good, and I like that they show. Yeah, Tony will help you not to become Iron Spider, just normal Spider Man. Yeah. Normal Spider Man. Well, costume. Tony's gonna show up in Spider Man Homecoming, so um, mm. which should be really interesting to see how that mm. all plays out. I hope he's mad at him because. <laughs> Um, Peter Parker mad at anyone just arguing with anyone is an incredible thing yeah well what I also really liked is that they showed like you said they were showing his powers in really subtle ways like you know they're all like who is this skinny little like kid who's told and then and then when Bucky punches him and Spidey catches it it's like huh you and does he's got a metal arm that's so cool he does his thing like Bucky's like the fuck? <laughs> well, Captain America's shield and holds Captain America back. That's something we don't talk about um, in the comics, but I think Spider-Man's technically just under Captain Strength. And no, he's sometimes over Captain over. Strength. He's over. Uh, like, is, um... Is he? Captain, oh, yeah, Captain he has is. the That's highest right. level of human potential strength. That's right. Spider-Man has the mm. proportional strength of a spider. spider yeah, which higher. means he can lift a uh, well, it's Okay, that the... scene with the helicopter... Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! But Would that was one of the things that um, when with, that when that clip first scene or another no. scene. The, oh, that... with Bucky! Oh my god! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That clip um, when that clip first came out on the internet of Spider-Man catching Bucky's punch, there was a bunch of memes that were like, um, like, well, Bucky can punch through walls. How come Spider-Man can catch his fist? I'm like, Spider-Man can throw a car. Have you read a comic Spider-Man book ever? Fall through walls and survive. Like one of the things we don't talk about, and he showed it here. Spider-Man can get hurt a lot and then just get back up. He's so, really good at that. But yes, the helicopter scene was amazing, and that was yeah. design, that was. Uh, I had a lot of friends who uh, who complained oh, that there wasn't enough muscles. Captain America beefcake in that movie, and that oh. was all for you. <laughs> so yeah. good. and they're like, oh, maybe my muscles are not so great in this position. Let me. Actually, yeah. that does make sense. That allows you to pull That's it. Yeah. But, um, so one oh last little God, thing with Spider-Man. Great. Make this happen, internet. So, you know the Shaquille, not the Shaquille O'Neal cat, the Taylor Swift stare-off with the other oh, cat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Goes, <gasps> well, Spidey does the exact same face Oh yeah. the yeah. Yes, that's right, because so his eyes get bigger. Like, his eyes get big and then narrow. <laughs> Which I point. loved. And so, I want to do that. Facing off with the cat and just yeah. having that going into in. There was yeah. a there was a weird Do thing in the last scene with Spidey where like yes. he was like not the last scene not the post credit scene but right I after the fight. I thought it was weird anyway. Uh, but uh, no, the only weird thing in that last scene was how much I want to bone at May. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben liked her for a reason. She's just um, very young in this movie. Uh, very attractive. I think Martha May not. is like fifty five, but she's, she's just 50, super yeah. freaking attractive. She's um, anyway, uh, when Spidey was like lying on the ground and like pulls on his I mask after Tony really walks away, um, it it looked like a CG mask, which was really weird to me. I'm like, why didn't you just get a real mask to put on his face? Mm. Maybe because then the actor was like, <laughs> <laughs> there was some weird stuff about that scene too. Like you could tell for some reason they couldn't get Rhodey there, his actor there, so they just had War Machine yeah. in the suit and then like his. Um, his like in the well, mask shot because apparently Don Cheadle's like hella expensive. Yeah, but okay. I believe it, that guy so, was in Hotel. I know Wanda. what third post credit sequence I want. What Deadpool is watching this stuff on TV and going, really, really? You could have called me. <laughs> you could have freaking I called me. Oh, I wish I, I had that. They oh, that been legally, cool. unfortunately, because it's a separate. Yeah, Fox it? owns everything X Men, including Deadpool. Deadpool will comment on it. Yeah, that wasn't a Marvel movie. That was yeah. Fox getting it right for the yeah. first time. They really did get it right. They did. They did. That, that um, movie was great. <laughs> I would, Although I would disagree because they've had some really good X Men movies. I thought First Class was, was I, awesome. That's true. Yeah. I would have loved to see Civil War. If they were going to do one thing directly from the comics, I would have loved to see how they handled the Punisher. So in the Civil War comics, <laughs> yeah. huh? Punisher shows up to be recruited by Cap, and Cap's like, all right, fine, I guess. I don't agree with your methods, but you can come in and we'll talk about it. And Cap has recruited three reformed supervillains. Punisher walks in and shoots all of them in the head. And Cap's like, nope, and just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <out>. right. <laughs> that was when he ran into the Runaways and did the war journal, Don't Cry. Yeah. I love that moment. Oh my god, that was the oh, best moment so in good. comics. So, uh, in we've, Runaways. We've definitely talked about it on well, the podcast yeah. before. Let me explain it to Melissa. 
Um, oh no, I w- actually explained it to her in the car uh, uh, wait, two wait, weeks ago. What? Where the little kid punched Punisher so hard he flew in through the nuts. multiple uh, uh, no, comic book she, cells. No, no, no. Wait, she nut punches him. Oh yeah, him. that's right. She punched Wolverine so hard. Yeah, so she's uh, super strong. She so. has super strength. Who is this kid? Um, so the Runaways is... They're a group of kids uh-huh. who are the children of supervillains. And they okay. find out that their parents are supervillains and they don't agree with that. Yeah. And so they run away. Yeah, okay. And it's a beautiful the, story. Really well done. Until Brian a, a, Xavier um, School of Gifted Children have heard about Molly, the youngest one, who has super strength. And she's a mutant. And so they keep trying to recruit her. And she's like, no, I don't like you. And... So they keep trying to run away, and then the Avengers are trying to be like, yo, kids, you can't. Really? There's we a should, civil we, war we should going take on. care of you. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. is happening. They're like, fuck you. We, very party of five. So at one point, the Punisher shows up, and Molly, with her super strength, punches him directly in the dick, and he spends six panels, hung, uh, six comics hunched over in pain. Yeah, like, like, cutting back to him every now and then going, real men, don't cry. Yeah, oh my, yeah. because he always thinks in his head oh, and has that. And so they title it like, War Journal. Don't, don't cry. <laughs> so good. It's it's just amazing because like she doesn't. tell me anything about this. Yeah, I did. No, Two weeks didn't. in the car, we were driving down to Harborside. No, you didn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty it's sure. a fantastic comic book series. Except I, that part comes when the Joss Whedon runs so you hurt it. In your heart. The Punisher thing is Joss Whedon. Oh, that's true. That's no. True. I am not a good You know he was responsible for the sugar bombs. Oh, she's looking it up. She's okay, what's, going what's, to prove herself. Punisher, the Punisher movie? There's a movie coming? No, 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 no. In the comics. No, no. That moment we were just talking about was written by Joss Whedon. Oh, he wrote... Oh, okay. I didn't... He did a really good... Uh, X-Men run for a while yes. that got bad real quick. It's about to be like... But his, his run on Runaways was terrible. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. confused because I knew he directed I didn't know he wrote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they invited... He did so well on X-Men they decided to give him other things and as it turned out he really should have stuck with X-Men because the X-Men thing he stopped writing got bad oh, as soon shit, as he left. it was him. Yeah, it's the one Son good thing he did during that Runaways run. Yeah. Well, this is before they did the time travel thing. It was during that was like the, completely and utterly it was, pointless. But yeah, the entirety of Joss Whedon's run was the time travel thing. Yeah, this happened right at the right, start of the run, and then. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Very <laughs> historic way of trying to talk about superheroes. His entire writing of that could have been so cool, and it was not. It was terrible. It was. It was it's terrible. not just that his writing was horrible. He caused the characters to do things that they wouldn't uh, have yeah, done, yeah. and completely Which, invalidated. Entire a lot during those years with a lot of comics. I really like that because um, they they have the scene from the absolute end credits of Ant Man, and you actually get to see what the scene is about. And I really yeah. enjoyed that, like recognizing, like that's the scene. Yes. Now I get to oh, find out what's going on. Yeah. Yes, that was wonderful. All of the ways they brought Ant Man in was really great. He acted so in character, except he just got his like back into his daughter's life why is he committing crimes right oh no wait they said he's working for captain america that's why <laughs> that part makes yeah. so much sense at first i was like why was he why is he doing this and then it's obvious he believes in captain america yeah, yeah. and that and he played that up so well and the giant thing was so great and his powers allowed us to see the inside of uh, iron man suit which i have always wanted to see it's it's a lot of wires and circuit boards <laughs> i wanted there lights. to be more moving mechanical parts but that's yeah. okay we didn't get to see it for very long. I'm sure there are more moving mechanical parts. That's my favorite part about this way of looking at uh, the movie uh, Iron Man thing is yeah. he looks like a car that is biological enough to have a full shell that folds over. Yeah. I really like that. Um, you know what was also really cool about uh, Spider-Man? Well, <laughs> what? Uh, I can't say the funniest goddamn lines. We've spent like half an hour discussing Spider-Man. It's no, fine. we talked about a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Spider-Man had some great fucking lines. He did. Uh, the, I, what I, I mean, this movie definitely wasn't the first to do this. The one thing that Tobey Maguire movies are completely wrong about Spider-Man, and I've said it a million mm-hmm. times on this show, is that Spider-Man wasn't funny. He was no, just a very dramatic super villain, superhero. And what made us want to love Garfield is he was immediately funny, just not funny enough. He was. I still thought he was pretty good. I. Yeah. I think he was Until, good. He was better than Tobey Maguire's. Yeah. yeah. Tom Especially. Holland in in like 
half an hour won all of our hearts over and yeah. was just damned funny. Oh, yeah. that's the actor who, yeah. who played in this movie. You see, yeah. I didn't know there was a second running, and I saw the one Spider-Man, and I just wasn't interested in seeing the second Tobey Maguire movie, the, so I never saw which it. Which is too bad, because I think that's the best, and I actually like it better than either of the Garfield movies in the yeah, Doc Ock one. but the first Tobey Maguire movie was so, so bad. I know, it was so bad. One of the problems is that Tobey Maguire is not a good uh, Peter Parker. He looks too old to someone else. To he doesn't bring in those Peter Parker qualities. But he yeah. tried to do the broken voice. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of other good acting around him. Like um, pretty much everything they had. What's his name do for Green Goblin was amazing, except for the costume. <laughs> like oh, the foe was a great oh, Green Defoe Goblin. Was a good actor. Yeah. Oh, Kirsten Dunst was terrible too. Just, yeah, she was. She's always and they had terrible. No, what? Yes, except yes. in the interview with the vampire when she was young. Yes. Yeah, true. but she peaked at like eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Did you hear the remaking interview with the vampire? Yes, and yeah. Jared Leto is gonna play Lestat. Okay, so can we can we just talk about the Gay Suicide Jesus. Squad? Um, oh yeah. Like I just why? I just I'm I see movies are having a hard time in putting out that feeling of you know, how do you call it fun and so movies. they're recutting these trailers to make us think it's fun this time they tried to use ballroom blitz to trick us it still didn't work that movie doesn't look any fun well here's the thing i don't get is like every time i see they, they i've seen so many different trailers for this movie now i'm surprised there's so many trailers and the other thing is i still don't understand what the fuck is going on i mean yeah, like i know like the basic that. like yeah, yeah. they've formed a group yeah. of bad guys to fight some other bad guy they're playing it really close to the vest which is why i know it's going to be a really terrible movie but because there's nothing in that movie there's not a big twist they're hiding they're just playing it they're just like they're we can't show you what's happening in this movie because it's yeah. bad right. so we're just going to show yeah. you montages yeah. and like funny quips but it's so like why would you like what how do you peak interest of just like this Th- is that's a- how by yeah. making a by making a trailer that it's all it's flash and no substance and getting people to go, yeah. oh, that looks fun. It's like how does that look fun? Because it's got well, funny lines and bombastic music and movies. lots of explosions. However, I do have to say, Maggie Rubel is a good version of a very particular Harley. There yeah. have, the, yeah, the, there are like moments where I can see the Harley that I know and love, and then they put her in the sparkly hot pants, and I'm just like, oh. Well, my thing is, uh, somebody was bringing this up to me actually a year ago. I saw this in Time Hop, um, where Harley Quinn, as I know and love her from like the cartoon, like yeah. the earliest incarnations, mm-hmm. is oh, like, um, what's the character? Um, Lola from Damn Yankees. Like she's yes. awkwardly sexy. Like, like she's, she has sexuality, yeah. but she's pretty much kind of like a big kid. She yeah. wears pajamas. Yeah. yeah. And every time somebody's tried to like put her in hot pants and be like, well, Harley Quinn's a sex kitten now. I'm like, that's it just... It I was having this argument about Starfire because though she was made to be kind of sexy, I, I think a lot more people connect with her in that non-sexy yeah, well, it's and that, that's partially due to how popular Teen Titans that's was when true. we were all growing up. Uh, we're really going... Although, if we're going to talk about DC, I, ju- I have to say, one of the things a lot of people who loved uh, Superman versus Batman said, this movie is great because it does something Marvel doesn't do. It talks about serious issues. And I think Civil War really showed that... Marvel does never, that. <laughs> yeah, that's never been true. Marvel can talk about the serious implications of superheroes. People will die. And take it seriously... And that movie was still really fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you felt yeah. those emotions. And talking about feeling those emotions... You bastards. That funeral scene was perfect. Oh, God. Oh. They killed, so they killed my girlfriend. Emo- Why would they kill right? my girlfriend? Well, she was old. And she needed to die, because well, people don't live forever. Honestly, <laughs> she lived a very good, yeah. Yeah. full life. Yeah. And yes... But still, you should give us a third season of her TV yes! show. Yes! Or I will come for you. Life. We need those stories. She is amazing. Yeah. And the thing is that if you were going to put the No You Move speech anywhere, which I really was afraid wasn't going to be in the movie. I didn't see a need for it, because yeah. I was defining it as a Spidey Cap thing. It didn't look like they have really any scenes together. And instead, they used it as a way for Peggy from Beyond the Grave to inspire which Cap, amazing. which was such a cool idea. I mean, to, to see... Cap and Spider Spidey make so much sense because he looks up to him. 
but because this is a Captain America movie, seeing how he is inspired and letting Peggy be this incredible character from beyond the grave even to inspire and direct him to be an even better person. Oh my God, I, I was sobbing. When I was sitting in the theater the first time, um, I just, like, I was midway through the speech and I was like, okay, I'm just a wreck right now because, you know, Peggy <laughs> Carter is dead and I yeah. know she had a good life, but I'm still a wreck about it. And then I, um, I start, like, my brain starts filtering, like, hey, what Sharon is saying sounds familiar. And I went from, like, despondent to, like, so joyful in, like, two seconds. I was like, the tears they did were it! Happy. They did it! The tears were happy. That's like, the, sometimes you just got a sob, and it's because things are great. Yeah. Like, there, there's good crying, and that's how I felt. Like, I was doubled over, because I'm like, not only did they get that in this film, but that was the perfect moment for it. Yeah. And especially because it was no longer an American story. It wasn't just about America and Captain America telling Spidey in this moment what it means to be American. She was as a British spy telling him what it means to be resolute. Yeah. And that was fucking incredible. And that's all she ever like they have defined her character as that. So to have her teach him that was just yeah. Amazing. It was magical. Yeah. The whole movie was magical. Yeah. All right. Well, <sighs> that was a great movie. Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. Jerry, if they want to email us, how can they do that? A C E O F G E K S P O D C A S D I N G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find us, mm-hmm. just go to aceofgeeks.net. That is your address for everything geeky. We will talk about, uh, uh, we have articles, we have um, uh, Twitch channel where we stream three times a week. We it's midnight, so my brain isn't functioning. We have a YouTube yeah. channel. Uh, we have yeah. two other podcasts. They're both amazing. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, we've got social media. You'll find that if you go to HQ.net. Um, <laughs> just go there. Yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> yes. Pay us, Google. Um, <laughs> turn off Adblocker when you go there, please. <laughs> yes. Please. We need the money so badly. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> but if you do want to support this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found us, because the if, more reviews they get, the more people we find find this podcast. And if you are one of our international listeners, please leave us a review, because international reviews and American reviews um, are fielded differently. Yeah. So we'll get an international audience if you review us, and we would be very indebted to you. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.